another batman news weekly this is episode 65 we uh this week has sucked it has been so <laughs> anxiety filled we are recording this on wednesday if you are we i know we have international listeners america is in the midst of an election we don't know who our next president is right now and it is coming down to the wire it's just really stressful so yeah this is the most i had i watched the news for almost 12 hours straight yesterday. Almost 14. Yeah. It was nuts. I didn't say. Yeah. I I was off for two weeks, and I finally went back to work, and it had to be on election day, and it made my day go by so oh, slow. No, I told my wife, I was like, because she was even asking when you were going to go back to work, and I was mm-hmm. looking at the schedule, and I was like, Oh no. And she's like, what? I was like, he's coming back on election day. That's going to be the worst day to come back. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful, man. Because like you're there. Like, I mean, I, I went to bed thinking it's over. We lost four more years. And um, granted, I know some people might not care about political affiliations. I personally just don't like our current president. Um, but I was just like, this sucks. And I actually got some kind of shitty sleep, but I woke up to like, states flipping and stuff and i was like what the fuck and then like my group chat was like oh there's a chance there's a chance and i was just like what so i couldn't go back to sleep yeah and then i was like well fuck i guess let me just get up and try to work on some videos um and then so i tried to do that but then i was like i did one video and i was like i'm tired man because i was up late last night like playing games to keep my mind off of it <laughs> and i was just like this sucks and then uh I just, I, I had to, I was like, I'm going to take a nap before work. And then I went to work and it was boring as fuck. And it's still, we're still waiting. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh like, my it, God. It's, it's the worst. Like, like, like you said, I know there's probably people that are like, okay, we don't want to hear about this, but it is yeah. very important. And I will say there's people all over the freaking world that are actually cheering America on for democracy. I think that <laughs> is, bad. I think that's pretty fucking crazy to see people yeah. in Australia, like, oh shit i wonder what's gonna happen and i'm like and these people are nerds like me we talk comics Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they're freaking retweeting the flip states and everything And i'm like you don't even know what freaking sacramento is like why are you so excited (laughs) Uh, and if you don't sacramento's not a state just throwing that out there no that's what i mean (laughs) like like they they they're getting excited over like uh cities Uh, and counties counties and, and stuff yeah and how like the votes are like getting uh, narrower and narrower on the mm-hmm. uh, on the percentages and stuff like that, and it's just like wow, people are acting like we are on a fucking spotlight right now, and it's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's insane, man. Hopefully, I'm hoping that by tomorrow it'll be over. I mean, the next two months will be a circus, but I'm just hoping that it's like all right, we can finally get back to being normal, and other countries can actually be like, all right, they're cool again. <laughs> um, because right now we're a laughing stock. Uh, but anyways, before we jump into the news we got, we got some Batman uh, show news, and then we got a whole bunch of comics news to talk to you guys that can be good or bad, I mean, depending on uh, what you're interested in. And then, of course, we got comic talk. But I got to apologize for uploading the fucking podcast so late. Yeah, I, I, I have so to second sorry. that just because I'm usually the <laughs> one to remind him, and I totally blanked on it. So, yeah, I apologize. It was Monday. I, yeah, I uploaded it Monday, and I was literally going live on a live stream, 
And I was like, all right. And then for some reason, oh, somebody in the chat was all like, oh, are you reading something or did you watch this or something like that? And I was like, oh, yeah, well, I'm currently like, oh, I was like, I didn't upload the podcast. <laughs> and then so I literally edited and uploaded the podcast live on stream. So I just like, <laughs> I just get this text, bruh. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, you have to remind me. <laughs> it was insane dude like i was like holy shit so yeah i apologize it's super late it will be on time i believe clay has a reminder now yes i have i i set Uh, a reminder for every friday now to be like hey remind juice remind (laughs) juice remind juice yeah the thing was is because last week i was still on vacation and i'm trying to get a new schedule down of live streaming and working on videos and stuff and usually i will take the audio from what we record on wednesday and I will edit on Thursday or Friday at work because I'm usually at work. And I'm like, all right, I got nothing to do here. So let me just edit it at work. And um, that wasn't the case. I actually had shit to do at home. And I just completely forgot about the podcast. So my apologies. Hope you enjoyed it. I shittily titled everything. I was just like, uh, three jokers let down? Question mark? And then I was like, oh, I mean, it was like, it was so bad. I'm like, I was just in a panic because I was literally live streaming. Uh, but anyways. We should have a solid show this week for you guys. Uh, and we're just going to start off with the entertainment news, which is uh, it looks like Europe. And if you are in Europe or somebody that's listening to over there, you can let us know this. Uh, but it looks like Europe is heading for another shutdown. Yes. For COVID. Yes. Uh, which is crazy. And but uh, like I said, the first time uh, when we heard this news that there was going to be a shutdown and Batman was actually going to still film. I was like, yeah, it, COVID can't keep Batman down. And then they shut it down. This time, it looks like Batman's rising and will continue to film through COVID. And it seems that like the way people are doing this, because even uh, Henry Cavill is, uh, he posted something on Instagram saying that, okay, they did all of their inside scenes now we're going into shutdown and we're going to do production inside this inside the studio inside the set or whatever yeah. and from what we have seen batman is almost all outside of course they did build that uh airplane hangar which was basically inside of what gotham would be which is yeah. crazy to think about now because there is that whole news about them building a man-made set of gotham are they just yeah. not going to do that anymore? And they just kind of like wasted that money to do that? Or what goes on with that? You know, are they going to keep that for the TV show that they plan on still working on? Like yeah. it does build questions, but I, mm-hmm. I think it is kind of cool that they're able to do this. You said, oh, they probably, you know, spent a whole bunch of money in order to do that, which I would like to yeah. hear if that kind of bumps up the budget for the movie or you know how does all this play with this new covid filled world you know and that kind of stuff yeah i feel like studios have already come to realization they're like look we're not going to be very profitable for a while yeah um we gotta sure. worry about more content and hopefully you know this movie will break a billion we won't make you know as much as we want but hopefully it'll get people hyped for the sequel and then hopefully the world will be normal by then and the sequel will do what we expect or whatever. Um, and then well, they'll have all the set built already. So. I will say, you know, with this movie being pushed back all the way until 2022, maybe we have a normalized America and hopefully world yeah. to the point where we may get an, like WB or Warner Media or whatever you want to call it. We'll have 
the viewership and the and the money from the very first release to pay everything back. You know, that's what a lot of people are hoping for, but we will wait and see until next year. Yeah, well, definitely. I hate that it got. I was really hoping for Halloween because it looks like there's going to be a Halloween scene in there. Yeah, you know, so like Halloween would have been perfect. Um, but fucking Dune. Who gives a shit about Dune? Like nobody cares. Like it doesn't have <laughs> Batman in it. Um, but anyway, so Dune got pushed and whatever. Uh, but I will say that. So there's still rumors about wonder woman happening on christmas which is not confirmed there wasn't we won't know until the 19th of december yeah that's exactly what i was gonna say they said that there is a possibility that the public will not know until basically a couple days before they release it which is so dumb in my opinion yeah it's pretty crazy to do something like that um but but i will say on that day i also did tell you that uh somebody had said or there was an article out there saying that amc the theater was in talks with wb in regards of the deal that they made with universal you know saying oh Mm -hmm. after three weeks of a theatrical release then we can release it on vod there's talks of them having that conversation with wb right now uh, whether they will sign off on it, we don't know yet. But I really hope that they do. I just don't see it, man. I just don't see it. I didn't get to read this article, but there was a headline that said Christopher Nolan. Uh, Christopher Nolan says Hollywood got the wrong response after Tenet, mm-hmm. like the way they handled it. So I guess um, he. I don't. He just doesn't agree with. I guess what Hollywood's doing. I guess maybe with VOD and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a lot of people are saying that tenant failed because they did like two months or two weeks spurts or whatever. That was like, Oh, we're going to release it here. And then we're going to release it there instead of just like, and and one thing that a lot of people complained about is that he, there was some sort of deal where they refused to put it in drive through or or, or in drive in theaters. It was only released in building theaters. There wasn't any, uh, and you know, drive-ins were huge at that point. And I think they're yeah. still thriving at this time during COVID, mm-hmm. but they had some sort of deal that they could not put it in drive-ins. Yeah, I think drive-ins is going to be the new. Rena- there's going to be a renaissance of drive-ins, like especially in Texas. There's so much room. Oh. Like, All right, let me just show these big scenes, these big things. Oh yeah, like um, we have a. I I kind of want to go to one, um, and just check it out. But uh, I saw in L.A. they turned a parking lot or a parking garage into Stranger Things. And, like, it was nuts. Like, they turned it into, like, an 80s-themed Stranger Things. And you drove through the parking area. And people were just, like, roller skating and stuff in, like, 80s gear. And they were, like, checking your stuff. And they were, like, checking cars and stuff. It was weird. But it looked really cool. I was like, fuck, that looks awesome. Um, I think you can do really cool shit like that with uh, drive-in theaters to bring that kind of feel back mm-hmm. and a lot of people like wasn't like walmart doing those inflatable ones where they're just putting up screens in their parking lots yeah and yeah uh six flags here in in san yeah. antonio was uh doing one in their parking lot and the really mm-hmm. cool thing with that is that with the inflatable ones both sides of the screen show the movie so they just put it in yeah. the dead center of the theater while everybody goes inside of a parking spot and they can yeah. watch it on both sides of the screen, which I thought was pretty cool. I was going to take Abby to one, 
we just couldn't work out the time so mm. yeah i don't really know, know what's being played either you know what i mean um but i feel like this is the perfect time to bring a lot of old movies back that people haven't seen that might want to see on theaters oh there was like uh, there was uh classics like freaking um oh gosh uh what is the john travolta need to have, freaking need to have on there which one twister you gotta bring back all <laughs> oh, with it the drive the driving yes yeah. but they had they stuff like they had stuff like the the first harry potter movie they had forrest gump um they had uh what is that stupid Tra- john travolta movie the the musical There's a lot of them the the musical one Greece. yes jesus i don't know why i forgot yes that movie ain't stupid is good <laughs> <laughs> it is the second one was yeah. stupid yeah. Uh, but yeah, they had Greece uh, one month. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know like further like going into like uh, some of the bigger popular ones that were out of town, they were holding stuff like uh, uh, New Mutants and stuff that was in mm-hmm. theaters, like actually in theaters. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Unfortunately, drive-ins isn't something that can be done everywhere because it's so massive. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the one good thing about Texas and probably a lot of rural states, I would assume. Like a lot of the red states that are being voted on right now. Jesus. Uh, they probably have all the space in the world to do shit like that. Yeah. And I think that's kind of cool. And hopefully they can kind of make something happen, especially if places like AMC are like, fuck, we're going to lose all this real estate. How about we just sell one or two spots and build something else and go buy land somewhere else or something, you know, and open a drive-in. Um, granted, you'd probably only be able to open it on the weekends because that's when people are going to be free. But if you could work out something to do during the week that people can go catch like a seven o'clock showing, you know, before they have to get to bed, um, you know. See, I'm, cool. I'm waiting for the days of like a fully functional United States. And I'm wanting mm-hmm. to know which big studio is going to try to purchase movie theaters that were shut down. Yeah. I want to know if that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be movie studios. I think it's going to be streaming services. I think Netflix is going to start buying more. I think maybe, you know, HBO max might buy some stuff like that. I think streaming services are going to be the people that start buying these abandoned theaters. Uh, If they're abandoned theaters, I know AMC or was it, regal cinema regal was, like, regal was yeah, the one that I... went completely bankrupt i believe well i don't i think they were just shutting down again i don't know if they're completely bankrupt but i know it was amc or one of them was saying that they're like we barely have enough money to maybe survive to the end of the year yeah it was regal it was regal yeah yeah so um yeah that's a lot of real estate that they would have obviously they could sell all that to, to recoup a lot of stuff but still like if you were averaging you know sixty thousand dollars a weekend or a week or a month or whatever how i don't know how profitable a movie business is but i would assume pretty profitable yeah um then yeah that's a big chunk of change that you're missing all the time so and especially if you're not paying if you're paying rent on properties and stuff like that's got to be a shitload but anyways so yeah the batman uh will be uh still filming i we haven't seen anything from that, and I don't. I, we still haven't seen the Catwoman suit, like full blown anything. I've started uh, to see more and more uh, fan art of just mm-hmm. what we saw in that teaser trailer. Yeah, and I'm starting to have the feeling that she will not get a suit until the very end for a sequel. Yeah, um, I mean, hopefully he gets a new suit Cause, too. Because I think 
I think Matt really wants to put the spotlight on Batman. He doesn't want to team up. He wants the Batman. He'll feature Catwoman and they will do whatever. But I think this is a Batman like solo movie or whatever. Like I, I, I think if Catwoman becomes a bigger part of the story, it won't be until his sequel. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it's going to suck, though. And it's one of those things that I was really hoping that Reeves was going to do, but obviously he's not going to with this film. And I I think Reeves' trilogy is going to be amazing. It's going to be up there with Nolan, or I have hopes that it'll be up there with Nolan's. Um, But we're going to do the whole thing where we're probably going to get Robin, like, in in the third movie. And it's just like, dude, I'm fucking tired of that. Like, let's just start with the Bat family. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Granted, you can introduce them or at least start with Robin. Like, everybody knows the boy wonder. You know what I mean? Um, and then, like, you can bring in Nightwing or, you know, make a Batgirl movie to tie in with that or whatever. Do a show. I don't really care. Um, not Titans, though. Don't tie in Titans. <laughs> but, um, you know, just like something along those lines. Speaking of Titans, though, did you see that he took a selfie with the helmet on? It kind of look decent it does uh, look decent i will t- i will say it until i'm blue in the face or red in the face in the, in this matter it still looks like robot man yeah like the, uh, but- the from the mouth down it just looks too flat and long i just see robot man but i know it's yeah. it's the same it's the same costume designers or whatever the prop makers or whatever um mm. i've heard so many people say that because uh, it does look good, I will admit it does look good for what it is. The helmet, um, yeah. But a lot of people are saying that whatever uh, designer is making these suits for the HBO Max, mm-hmm. freaking WB needs to be spending the money to give that kind of quality to the CW shows, and it would be worth it. Like that's what a lot of people are saying. Yeah, I don't see that happening. There's too many episodes. That's why the quality is so low. Yeah. Um, I I still see CW should go down to 10 episodes. Just do that. And use the same amount of budget for 10 episodes um, and have some better stuff. But even then, I still wouldn't go back. It's too much to catch up on. I <laughs> said, um, yeah, so, you know, it's just, it is whatever there. Um, but yeah, it was just, I saw that. And then. Uh, there was some Suicide Squad news, not really much, but it was just kind of saying that King Shark is going to be in the Peacemaker um, Well, the, show. they said that one of his he characters, the, the actor, because he plays multiple characters in Suicide Squad. They, oh, really? Yeah. So it's, not, it's not King Shark? It's not King Shark. Well, it was well yeah, it's, it's, the same, it's yeah. the same actor, but apparently he plays a character as himself, and then, of course, he plays yeah. the CGI king shark so Mm. uh we don't know which one but the article stated that one of his characters will uh, be playing a role in the suicides or in the peacemaker hbo max series oh that's the news suicide squad is gonna have nazis yeah that's right yeah i I sent you that article and you're like yeah dead nazis (laughs) <laughs> yeah man it's always a good day when there's some dead nazis um uh, yeah so apparently what is the story it, it's going to be that they I are going to, that up to now. Jeez. is it like brazil or something like that they're going to another part of or is it was it 
Colombia. I don't know. They're going to another smaller country to hunt down some Nazi scientists or Nazis that have been experimenting on people to possibly, I guess, make other superheroes or something like that. They're going there to destroy those people. So that, I'm like, yes, that sounds awesome because, of course, Nazis are like the number one villain of all time. And then you throw them in there with some super-powered freaks that they're making and they're going to fight the Suicide Squad? That sounds really cool. That's so much better than a hyper beam that shows up in the fucking middle of a city and all these stupid pimple head people show up and we're going to fight those guys. So much better than that. Yeah, it says they are they there they have to destroy a Nazi era prison and laboratory named uh Jonheim. Mm-hmm. Uh where political prisoners were held and experimenta- uh and experimented uh experimentations took place. Sorry. Mm-hmm. so it'll be yeah. interesting that's like they also sorry uh mm-hmm. they also confirmed that an early draft or yeah an early draft of the script had black adam as the villain for suicide squad yeah so if i'm not mistaken i don't know if that was james gunn's original script no no no. it was it was somebody it was the it was yeah, somebody so it else's was script the, I, for what they wanted yeah. to be the suicide squad movie that was, if I'm not mistaken, that was the dude that uh, did the accountant that was uh, set on there to be there before. Um, and then apparently it was also supposed, also supposed to center around like a Cassandra Kane, which everybody was like, oh, Margot Robbie stole that from this and put it in Birds of Prey. Yeah. Um, so did you see that Mitch Gerards says that Birds of Prey is his favorite DCE I movie? did see that. And I was like, oof. Now, yeah. we we both talked about how on our second viewing, we liked it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But there is no way I would put Birds of Prey on top yeah. of my list for the best DCEU movie. I would put it ahead of Justice League and Suicide Squad, in my opinion. I would put it ahead of both of those. Yeah. Yes, like, I I have to like I still have not, I still I keep telling myself that I'm going to mm-hmm. I still haven't seen Suicide Squad since I watched it in theaters. Yeah, so I recently did this, or maybe like a year year and a half ago, I recently watched every DCEU movie again to make a list, and Suicide Squad was at the bottom. You you did it. You it. did it for Aquaman because we were yeah. we were gonna like put them in yeah, order. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Suicide Squad was still at the bottom. Um, just because it's so bad. It's so like discombobulated. Like just you know there's stuff missing and it's like, why is the Joker even there? And yeah, it's just bad. Um, which yeah, um, that's just whatever. I still want to see the air cut. Hopefully one day we'll see it. Um, but at the same time, air has not done anything good since Fury. So I'm it's I'm still very curious if the air cut is even good. Now the um, and there's a update not update on that um mm-hmm. of course there's people i will say this i have fortunately and unfortunately uh, gotten to know people who actually have some connections actually don't you know, and then there's this giant stupid war between people who think they're scoopers and don't think they're scoopers and somebody made a blatant claim that the Erica is going to be coming out at the end of 2021 david Ayer himself replied and said not true 
and they argued against him. Like, I'm like, how can you argue against the person who's making the movie? Like, yeah. I understand that there's times where directors will be like, hey, no, that's not happening or whatever, just to kind of like yeah. push attention away from the subject matter. But mm -hmm. the air cut is somewhat like we still don't know what that is going to be like. And yeah. the reason being is I still think that HBO Max wants to see, excuse me, the results of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. They got a huge sign up for Jack, Zack Snyder's Justice League on the launch of HBO Max and at Fandom. But who knows how long people are going to consist consistently be a subscriber from now until Justice League comes out. They may, you know, yeah. take it off for a while and then come back for Zack Snyder's Justice League, but they want to see the subscriber count go up when that movie comes out so then they can say, "Hey David, go ahead and work on your cut. You're good to go." Yeah. But at one point David Ayer said that he hadn't watched his cut before because it wasn't in his possession. Recently, he said that he has watched it. So people are like, okay, so now that it's in his possession, why is it in his possession? People are assuming that he may be editing it. He may be looking at it, preparing for the air cut. That would be interesting, uh, especially if, you know, there is hype around whatever Zach does with Leto in this movie. Yep. People might be like, we want more Joker. And then they'll be like, all right, well, we got this whole fucking air cut over here that we can just throw that out there. And then I'd be surprised if they would give air, I don't think they would because I don't think his movie is hyped is as hyped as the Snyder cut was, but it would be interesting to like, we'll give you a 50 million or like a, you know, $15 million budget or something. If you need to do anything. And like, and I don't think that they would go that far, but because mm -hmm. a lot of people were like, Oh, well technically it was supposed to be a pseudo uh, a pseudo prequel to mm -hmm. the justice league in the first place. And mm -hmm. a lot of these ideas that people remember from, oh, well, there was supposed to be a Steppenwolf and there was supposed to be Parademons. Yeah. That was all still in the writer's room. That was never actually shot uh, on mm -hmm. film. So if they give him a 15 to $20 million budget to put that stuff in there, I think it would be harder to splice it into his film. So yeah. it would be hard to do that. But to give his original cut, like, actual fluidity, they cut out 40 mm -hmm. minutes of the intro of the film. Yeah. I wonder if he filmed a lot more Batman stuff. Or if it was just those two original scenes. Oh, with Deadshot uh, and then with Joker? Yeah. I wonder if there was more because like, again, I originally heard and and obviously that wasn't in the film, but a lot of people are like, oh yeah, Suicide Squad is going to be this, what the, the Suicide Squad feels about Batman, like how they see Batman. Yeah. He's this like creepy guy that like beats them up and stuff. And that would have been fantastic. And I still hope somebody does do that. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, like, and they had the chance, like, Joker, he went after Joker, he punched Harley in the face, you know, he got Deadshot, like, have you, had you had him catching everybody else, that would have been really cool. Like, the original uh, idea of what Todd McFarlane's Spawn movie is supposed to be about, with how, like, Spawn is supposed to be, like, this ominous shadow in the background, if you would yeah. have had Suicide Squad like that, like, 
them telling like this type of myth-esque story of the batman and how they how he yeah. captured them i think that would have been cool and then seeing batman in the background like every so often yeah. like watching the suicide squad making sure like they don't do anything and then him of course inevitably finding out by amanda waller at the end like he does about hey i know about your team and if you don't get a handle on them my team will like that was genuinely yeah. a cool part of the film mm-hmm. and we both have said suicide squad versus the justice league would be an amazing live action movie oh yeah it'd be fucking fantastic seeing harley go up against wonder woman like the banter that they would probably have oh yeah like yeah it would be fantastic i think harley would steal the show in that um especially if she was talking to soups and everybody like the way she would just have nicknames for all of them like mm-hmm. yeah it would be fantastic um will it ever happen i don't think so no no um, but you know it would be cool um uh, anyways that's a lot of the entertainment news i'm glad we remember this was <laughs> because that was really big um but yeah for the most part i don't think there was anything else that really came out I'm itching for some gaming news, man. We Dude, haven't we haven't had anything so since freaking fandom. Like, nothing. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to um, until, like, maybe January. Probably so. for Gotham Knights, yeah. Because that was yeah. supposed to be an early 2021 release, while we have to wait until freaking 2024 for freaking Suicide Squad. Or was it 2022? 2022. 2022. Okay. Whew. Uh, don't want to don't wanna push it too far. <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, it'll probably get delayed. As long as it doesn't get cyberpunk delayed, it should be fine. Oh, um, I feel sorry for those guys. But, yeah, for <laughs> real. Uh, but I don't know. Like, it's going to be... I'm definitely waiting for some more gaming news. I don't know when we're going to have some stuff. It was funny because I was talking... I went to go have lunch with a friend of mine that I go to Comic-Con with. And he was asking me, he's like, you think it's going to happen next year? I was like, I don't know, man. I was like, I could see Comic Con getting skipped again, and like, be there being no cons for another another year. I I could see it as well. Um, we're already gonna be in twenty twenty one. Yeah, like, but the bigger thing is when it comes to the idea of Comic Con, will it be worth it for you if DC leaves? Uh, yes, because like, again, I think everybody has to experience Comic-Con for themselves. And I don't think DC will leave without having any kind of presence there. Because, you know, they still do a lot of panels and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's it's Comic-Con. And like, people are going to be selling their stuff. I think... See, I do, I, I do want to say that I think their Saturday, or their, their second fandom day, was mm-hmm. not nearly as touched upon as their first day so if they leave all their second day stuff excuse me to the actual event of comic-con do that and then leave all your big stuff for fandom yeah i think fandom should just be a one day eight hour event or whatever they like they did previously and then be like all that shit we had for the second day just go just yeah send it to comic-con like it should be that like you know, because like Tom King and all those people, they want to meet people. So yeah. it's like, you know, just fucking send them to that. And they don't I don't think those kind of things work that well in a fandom setting. Like fandom worked really well because it was like, all right, The Rock is going to tell us about Black Adam. You know what I mean? Like, no, as much as I love comic book creators, none of them have that charisma to hold. The yeah, because because like, one panel, one thing know? was, you know, they did really well, especially with the uh uh 
Matt Reeves interview right before he showed the teaser trailer about how it made it very personal and it made Mm -hmm. it not seem like it was a recording. Everything else was a recorded zoom call basically. And those can get kind of boring. That's what made San Diego comic-con this year, like kind of a laughing stock. People were able to fast forward and like get to the juicy news and then leave everything else out. And Mm -hmm. I think to update that they would definitely need to, and they've said that they're thinking of new ideas and things like that. Make it live, you know, for your, your first fandom. And then of course, like you said, get all the actual creators who had those interviews, Mm -hmm. take them to San Diego comic-con, you know, give them something to do over there. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, But again, like comic-con, the experience is worth it. Like even without DC, uh, I'm glad I got to experience Hall H once, and that was actually when they announced Justice League originally, or like, um, yeah, they showed the first trailer and stuff. So that was like amazing to experience. Uh, I would never wait in the line to get in there. I got in there because a friend at the time, uh, <laughs> like I can go fuck him up now. Um, but that person got me into that, and I was like, all right, cool. Um, so like that was cool to experience, but. Comic-Con is just so, like, the vibe is so crazy because there's parties going on everywhere. Everybody's nerdy. Everybody's in cosplay. Like, and even if you were to take DC away, people are still going to be in DC cosplay and still doing their own DC shit, selling DC merch. And, like, of course, all the artists and stuff will still be there. So you can go get your book signed and all that. Yeah, so. I, I still want the experience of San Diego Comic-Con. I've never gone, yeah. uh, but I would definitely yeah, like to go. Yeah, so... So yeah, that'll be very interesting to see if we get any of that next year um, or if it's just going to be basically 2020 again, uh, minus comic book stopping. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, but yeah, that's all the news we got for that. And now we got a bunch of comic book news before we go into our reviews. And uh, first thing is, I didn't really read all this stuff about continuity, so you might need to explain it. Yeah, so this... Uh, from coming from Bleeding Cool, this is something that majority of people who have been on top of this story already know. Just for the fact this this was something that was kind of told to us almost a year ago, uh, if not a uh, longer than that. Uh, Bleeding Cool put out an article called "The DC Omniverse Continuity Changes in 2021 After Future State." Now, this idea we pitched, or I pitched it to you, like maybe a month or two ago, yeah, about having some sort of a DC line that was AKA normal and then having things like a golden age era with wonder woman, having a silver age era with Superman, having a modern age Batman while also having a golden age Batman, things like Mm -hmm. that. And this is basic what basically what it's coming down to because people. And when I say people, I'm talking about writers are starting to care less about continuity and more about whatever the hell that they want to do. So a person that's really good at doing this the right way, Tom King, he takes his 12, his 12 issue stories, writes them outside of continuity because he can flex some things. And then if you really want to take an aspect of something like a dark side is because now everybody uses it, they put it mm-hmm. in continuity. You know, somebody who's really bad at doing this, Bendis. Bendis writes whatever he wants, 
because he's a lazy writer and doesn't want to look up the continuity. Mm-hmm. So I've had some conversations about this. This is a really big talking point uh, for the past. Gosh, when was this? Was this today? I think it was today that I sent it to you. Yeah, this was actually uh, pushed yesterday. So I've had mm-hmm. a pretty big conversation on Twitter about it. A lot of people seem for it because a lot of people just want to read the fun stories. Now, there is a huge handful across the world that love the idea of a continuity, that love connective stories. I said, I'm okay with this as long as writers don't try to bring up a stupid reason why other characters are entering their story. Mm -hmm. Because things like a Justice League, we saw the mess that it turned into once Snyder left people started to read and without knowing that it was, you know, set kind of in the past, there was current stuff happening in that book, like the Superman reveal and flashes, uh, speed force was messing up and all these different things. And people were confused because Venditti was trying to write all of this continuity stuff in this story. And they're like, okay, well this is set in the past. Why is current stuff happening? That's where it goes wrong. If you have a Batman story and he wants to use a Wonder Woman and he tries to talk about what's going on in the Wonder Woman book, well, you know, you're you're trying to tell us that none of that stuff matters. Why are you trying to connect it, you know? Yeah. And then you get lost. You get lost and you're like, okay, well, if this is if this isn't connected, shouldn't it be connected? Yeah. And it just gets it gets very confusing. And so this is basically the line. I don't know if you're very familiar with it, but somewhere after I want to say futures end in the new 52 era, there's this, there was this thing called DCYOU. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. I didn't read any of it, but this is exactly what happened during DCYOU and everybody hated it. Yeah. Absolutely hated it. Sales went down, but what the bigger picture shows here is that a lot of people think that Bendis has a little bit more pull still somehow and Mm -hmm. is telling the big guys upstairs, hey, let's do this idea. So that way, if sales go down, it looks like everybody is average. And so it doesn't really matter. That's stupid business model yes it is Uh, so yeah and i basically said that i said so this is i I was talking to jim and i said okay so bendis is claiming this so that way everybody sells just as much as he does because sales will go down and then it doesn't look as bad and majority of the people that i was having the conversation with jim with were like exactly that's exactly what's going to happen Mm -hmm. so but it won't happen to the big dogs though like, Tom King ain't going to sell average. Like, it's just not going to well, happen. It won't. But it goes to the point of everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just say, oh, Tom King, you know, whether Tom King sticks with the Batcat from here until mm-hmm. they decide to put him on something else and, and his run is a lot longer than 12 issues or whatnot, you have to remember these other writers are going to take their stories and run with it People are going to get bored. 
They're going to get tired. They're going to want something that is somewhat eventful, you know, literally an event book. And we're not going to be able to get it because none of these stories are connected. Or if they do, they go with the idea that we talked about, which is randomly throwing a Justice League story sometime in the middle of the year. Okay, we're done, but now we have to go back to these crappy books. All this is leading up to is an inevitable reboot, but they don't want to reboot for some odd reason. Yeah. Rebirth 2. A rebirth again. I would much Uh, rather have a reboot so that way we can wipe the slate clean, get some new writers in here, whether that be for Future State to be, you know, its own line, almost like a Marvel Ultimate Universe. Yeah. Then let's do that. But we clearly are already getting bored of the nonsense that we have. I don't think DC should be letting go of the continuity. Yeah, I think, hmm, I don't know. I think if they were going to reboot, right? If they were going to reboot and start from scratch, what you need to do is you need to do it with just your top seven characters, right? The Justice League, essentially. And what you should do is you get your top seven writers, your best seven writers to be on these seven books and be like, okay, we're rebooting the universe. It, it like new 52 basically, but you're not going to do all the dark and grimy shit that everybody is all sad or whatever. What we're going to do is all of these people, it's DC comics year one. Everybody just starts year one and we see where every hero starts. And then you tell the year one story. And what you can do in this first year is you can go pick all of the best things from the previous year ones or the best Batman stuff or whatever. And I don't necessarily mean like, all right, we got to show how Batman becomes Batman. We got to show how Wonder Woman becomes Wonder Woman. No, 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 no. You don't got to show any of that. You're just kind of just talking about like, this is what their first year happened. But at the same time, you're running into the Jerry Conway conversation we had a couple weeks Mm -hmm. ago about, okay, well, you're starting at number one, telling the full origin story again. Yeah. And you said you didn't want that. No, I don't want that because he was saying like every three or four years. He was saying about every four years and to modernize each origin every single time. Yeah, I don't think you should. You're not trying to modernize the origin or whatever. I'm saying you are going back and you are picking the best things from Batman and you are telling that story. You are picking the best things from Wonder Woman. You are telling that story. You're not going to be like, all right, Wonder Woman actually grew up in the Bronx She's fucking, she <laughs> loves Jersey Shore. You know, we're not going to do that shit. Like, and it, I think that's what Jerry Conway means. He, I feel like he means you modernize it for today's audience. And I was like, no, 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 fuck today's audience. Like, just make good stories with these characters. That's what needs to be done. And I'm talking about, like, you can go and be like, this is what Batman did in the first year and tell those stories. You don't have to be like, okay, this is how, where he got his underwear and how he got his boots. We don't need that shit. Like, my, or it doesn't even need to be year one. It just needs to be like, you're going to tell a story that kind of hints at a lot of other stuff that's happened in the first few years of these characters. You know what I mean? Instead of being like, all right, so we're picking Snyder's run. Obviously, that's big. We're going to do that. Uh, fuck Tinian. So we're not going to keep anything that he did. Uh, I guess we'll throw some Tom King in there because that's kind of how you have to pick. Yeah. Like, if I was just, if, if DC came to me right now and they were like, we need you to write a batman story what's going to be in your continuity i'd be like all right well we're gonna cut we're gonna count a lot of the snyder stuff 
Uh, Snyder's zero year or year one is going to be mixed in with Frank Miller stuff. Frank Miller's year one counts. Uh, Tinian, fuck him. He's not, none of that counts. Uh, all of Tom King stuff is legit. That's 100% in there. And you would just pick some of the best shit. Uh, Jason Todd happened. Uh, fucking Killing Joke happened. All of that kind of stuff. Like you would list your biggest stories you're pulling from. These are all continuity. They all happen in this time period. Not the bullshit that, oh, in 1988, Batman. No, fuck that. You're taking out all dates. Dates don't count. Just these stories happen in the first five years of Batman. And now we're writing the story from there. That's how I think it should be. Um, and that's what you go off of if you're rebooting. Because I don't I don't want to fucking learn how Batman became Batman again. I'm fucking tired of it. It's like seeing the Waynes die every time. Or in the book we're going to talk about later, just seeing fucking Bruce uh, for the evil millionth time in the last two years like yeah. like i'm fucking i'm over it like if you want to reboot continuity and be like okay this story matters this story matters this story matters to kind of redo that i feel like you can do it well, in a way and that's why i think as crazy as it sounds because i was so against 5g to begin with i think that's why future state is such an important series for january and february they're mm-hmm. gonna see how well it does they're gonna see the reactions and I think if it's a positive reaction, they're going to have to keep going with it. And whether, you know, and I, I will keep saying this, like I said, with the same thing with the Red Hood thing, you know, with his his helmet. I'm going to say this until I'm red in the face. I think Future State needs to continue after February into the DC Universe Unlimited app as originals. And then later on, after they've collected enough issues they can make it into a trade. They can make it into an extra sized floppy, whether it be an 80 or a 100 page giant. You know, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. But I also feel like I haven't read a DC digital in a while, which is unfortunate because we do have a lot of comic books flowing in recently. Mm-hmm. So I haven't checked out any of those digitals. Uh, we were talking about it today because we will be talking about deceased here in a little bit. I have not been watching that other series or not been reading that other series. So it's kind of like if those stories hit really well, DC really needs to promote those. Like, do you, I it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in the physical comic books nowadays, I don't think they promote the digital. See, stuff. it's been uh, almost an entire year since I bought a physical book. Um, I would need to go to the shop to see if Rob would let me look inside one or just take it off the shelf and look at it. But I would be very surprised if they didn't. I think it's very important that they do. uh, So that way readers can get a new part of the story. Cause I have a book over here. You talk. All right. Because one of the biggest things in this deceased book is already seeing a fully grown Superboy, a fully grown Batman, Damien and John. And you want to know those stories of like, how did they fill those shoes? Right? Well, yeah. they're still on the main earth because this is before uh deceased dead planet starts or whatever. But these are the first days of like Damien Batman. Like, I think it's yeah. very important that people know how he got started and you don't get to see that in deceased or deceased dead planet. So they would need to see at world's end, you know, they would need to read that. And I think that that issue or that series alone has like already 13 issues. 
Yeah. Yeah, so I just looked through it right now because um, the only last two books I bought were the Tom King books. Um, but all they do in their ads is promoting black label books. That's all it is. Really? Uh, and it's like those other ones, like the Hill House and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's promoting those, but there's nothing digital in there. All right. So, uh, yeah, there is a total of 13 issues of Deceased at World's End. Yep. Whenever you look at something like a Deceased and Deceased Dead Planet, which are seven issues each. Yeah. That is already freaking that's 14 14 that's 28 issues mm-hmm. in total because i'm i'm sure there'll be more deceased dead planet stuff yeah but as of right now there is 27 plus 5 that's 12 13 that's that's freaking math clay math 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 yeah a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's 25. Sorry. That's 25 yeah. issues of the deceased universe. And half of them are digital only. Yeah. And we, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but I mentioned that, well, I, we probably did. Uh, well, we don't talk about metal that much anymore because we, tr- we hate it. But um, <laughs> like metal, we've mentioned how, they're on book what four? Or five? They're on book four, and I I told this to Mark when we last talked about it uh, because uh-huh. I read the New Gods book that was a, a metal yeah. tie-in, and he didn't. The last three issues, uh, well, no, no, when we were talking about four, the yeah. the three issues before issue number four came out were all tie-ins. You could have easily made those issues five, six, and seven. And issue four could have been issue eight. That's how important those tie-ins were. When you really look at the story, because, yeah, you'll get that small little editor's note. Oh, check out this book. But Mm. when you check out the book, you're like, holy shit, there's so much more in this book. Yeah. And I know people can say, oh, that's a quick cash grab. But it's just really poor planning. Yeah, I, I I would agree with those people that say it's a quick quick cash grab. I feel like Snyder is becoming the you you've said it before. I feel like Snyder and and uh, Tynan are becoming the toy people. Like yep. we just want to make cool toys. Yep. And I feel like that could be a WB slash AT and T kind of push. Like, uh, hey, well, especially uh, you know, when now when they have somebody attached to their name, like a yeah. Todd McFarlane, who was yeah. really big in the toy business. We've known this for sure. since the 90s, you know, mm-hmm. so having him now making all of their DC toys, yeah. it's a big thing. I think it's actually a really big thing. It got so big that Todd McFarlane was able to convince them to make his own Batman. Yeah. Like he, it, it wasn't, it's nothing inside of a comic. He actually made his own type of Batman figure and they're like, yeah, we'll sell it. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's pretty insane. But then again, you don't, you don't tell Todd McFarlane. Cool. Uh, no, like, <laughs> I mean, when it true. He made Todd, uh, Todd McFarlane yeah. made a million dollars on freaking Kickstarter. So yeah, just saying. he's insane. And I'm just going to say this too. Todd McFarlane saw my freaking Batman logo and he thought it was awesome. So, you know, just going to throw that out there. <laughs> humble brag. Um, 
<laughs> I met him at Comic-Con when Comic-Con was still a thing. Um, it was awesome. But anyways, yeah, so, like, it does feel like, uh, I don't know. I think it is a quick cash grab. They are, uh, we'll be talking about this next. I think those two writers in particular are writers that are trying to create characters that are going to be used for a long time so they can make money off of them for a long time and uh that's one thing i will say tom king does not do tom king has not created characters that he's like you know what these characters are going to be like people are going to want to buy toys about them and stuff he's like no i care about the, the content granted you could have probably done that with gotham girl and i with was gotham. gonna say if you give me a because i think the very first time we see them was david finch art yeah if you give me a david finch 80 dollar statue mm-hmm. whether it be colored or black and white yeah i would fucking buy that so quick just because yeah. i love their designs in the very beginning of tom king's run yeah no i think they're really good and and i would love to see gotham grow again he doesn't think that he she's gonna come back oh i like, i think it's gonna be a very long time if ever yeah that we'll see yeah. her again. I if I get to write anything in DC, I do want to. I would love to use Gotham Girl. Granted, I have no idea for her. I would just want. What if use we her see her call. in Future State? That would be interesting. Uh, she should have just been the new Supergirl, which would have been interesting. Um, but uh, I also want to see um, Blue Jay come back. Harper. I've actually Harper. seen more conversations about the lack of her appearance in Rebirth. So I would like to yeah. see it as well. Yeah, I would love to see Harper more. Um, and then, of course, I just because it's a Latino character, Latina, I would somehow put Sophia in there. Just be like, look, you're coming to Batman. Fuck it. I need I need a brown person in this family. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, it's just sit like that. But for the most part, um, yeah, I don't know. I think tie-ins and stuff like that. If you have a book that is going to go from one to seven, that should be the main story. Now, we're about to talk about Deceased here in a little bit. I think Deceased is doing that, but I did mention to Clay that I feel like we're not getting what this book originally was intended to be. And he was like, oh, that's happening in the tie-ins. And I was like, that's a problem. Uh, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. Uh, but then, since we did just talk about uh, tie-in, um we were it's been known or it's been reported that he is working on a new batman family title it seems like in 2021 and it is going to be drawn by gillian march who has been running it's gillian right or gillian i think it's gillian march let me double check on the Um, uh typing here i have the article up uh gillian sorry with an m you're right Okay, Gilliam March, uh, who's had he just had like an amazing show or something like that in France or whatever. I bought some of their books. Really, I I love his art personally, but I think a lot of people love the way he draws women, not necessarily everybody else, because I don't like the way he draws Batman, but I love the way he draws women. Well, the fact Uh, that like last issue, Batman was literally aging before our eyes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I'm not a big fan of the way he draws everything, but I do enjoy like his female characters. and like that's just like I mean it's it's like the same thing with the who's that other big famous one that draws every character looking the same but everybody buys every uh, Campbell like Campbell I don't, I've never yeah. seen Campbell draw a guy that I'm like awesome it's just the girls he draws mm-hmm. doing very well but anyways uh, so they're gonna be working on something together 
there wasn't really any information about it, just that it's probably going to be a Bat Family book or something to do with another like Bat Family member. I think it's going to be Cassandra Kane based, just because you know they've been giving they've been giving her and um oh wow Stephanie Brown more like like airtime. That's not the right word, but more screen time in the books. And I feel like I know for a fact that Tinian loves Cassandra Kane. So I would not be surprised if he's trying to bring her into the fold to be a better, bigger character in the Batman universe. Um, which I'm all for that. Uh, he wrote them very well in Detective. But as we'll find out here in a little bit, his current stuff, Garbo. Um, so it does say in the article that there's a possibility that he may be taking over an existing Bat Family series, but it's equally likely he's launching something new. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't mind him taking over something else. Um, give him Red Hood or something. Just give him something well, that I don't really... You know, we, we have said that his detective run was actually pretty good. Yeah. If you give him a title that lets him play with the characters that he was able to play with in detective, you know, yeah. whether that be a, I, I know people would go Gaga over it, but I feel like we're already getting it in a future state as well, but give him a Tim Drake, Stephanie Brown book. Um, yeah. That also has a team up with Cassie and Duke, like legit. If he, if he was given a bat family book and treat it yeah. like he treated detective, I think it would actually succeed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's probably why, like, everybody always, you know, makes fun of, like, The Outsiders is never titled The Outsiders. It's titled Batman and The Outsiders. Um, yeah. Just call it Bat Family. Like, just, you know, just do that. Um, but I think, like, sometimes people maybe don't even want, I know they say that the Batman title sells, but I think some people are getting tired of just Batman being on everything. Just take the risk and call it, like, The Belfry or something like that. Like, just, you know, call it something different and be like, oh, yeah, it's a Batman title. It's just we're not using the name Batman. Um, and it's unfortunate because that's why Batcat isn't called Batcat. It has to be called Batman Catwoman. Because yeah. It's like, yeah, it say Batman on it. It's like, dude, come on. Who cares? Um, I, I, I like it's, it's very odd that Pete, it's very odd that executives would be like, nobody would know what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Batcat. Well, like, uh, do you mean like the actual bat and an actual cat? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'd be surprised. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what this is going to be about. There wasn't really a lot of information. We just know that Tinian will be writing some a lot of Batman in 2021, it seems like. Yes. Uh, on top of that, it seems like Punchline is going to have a shitload of stuff happening in 2021 as well. Um, because I don't know when that one shot drops. It drops this month in November. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're getting this one shot. Which is supposed to is- be the sequel to the ending of Joker War. Yeah, which remember was supposed to be their final battle, and she was it was planned the entire time. Yeah, so um, yeah, we're gonna get this big one shot that apparently Tinian says the numbers are shocking that have punchline debuted nine months ago. Yeah, it's the one I said that that feels like so long ago. Yeah. I said punchline will be the one thing, and I'm still, I still, after I've read uh, Joker War, punchline will be the only thing people remember from Tinian's run. That's it. Nothing else is of importance. I don't, I, once Tinian's off of Batman, nobody's gonna give a fuck about Clown Hunter. Nobody's gonna give a fuck about Ghostmaker. 
the shitty Dude, characters. I almost forgot the name of the designer. <laughs> yeah, like just exactly. now, I was just now thinking about it. He should have been the he should have been hush level, but no. Uh, Punchline is going to be the only thing because she's a sexy looking female and she did some badass shit. Yeah, like that's what happened. He's that's like the only character he built up really well. Granted, we said in that final issue he made her look like a bitch, like she bitched out easy. Yeah, super quick. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. So she's gonna have apparently a big 2021. So expect a lot of punchline in 2021. Uh, she'll probably get her own series alongside like Harley Quinn. She'll probably fight Harley Quinn like 50 times, and she'll. I feel like by the end of 2021, she's going to betray Joker or something like that, which I don't think she should. In this article, they are speculating that the big plans might be a punchline solo series. Yeah. So I would I I I would put money on that. I would say yes. And this is how you do it. You put Harley Quinn in the Suicide Squad Mm -hmm. as like your designated bat family member being in every book. You know, that was like a big thing for like the longest time, even in New 52. You have Harley Quinn in the Suicide Squad, so you get still get Harley. And then Punchline gets her own series as Punchline. And that would replace the Harley Quinn title. Yeah, you could do that. Or you have Harley Quinn as the leader of the Suicide Squad and you force Punchline to be on the Suicide Squad. Ooh. Yeah, and that way she's just like constantly in Harley's face. If you're gonna have them fight a million times, just make them in a book. Yeah, so it's like well, that okay, would be interesting. Know? And then, you know, but I do think that she, I personally don't want to see Punchline go off on her own. She should always be the Joker's side piece. Yeah, I think so. Also, I in we don't know how that's gonna look now because technically Joker mm-hmm. is quote unquote dead, but we've seen otherwise, yeah. and so. We'll see how she, I mean, she's still being puppeted by freaking Joker anyway through all of this, but we'll see what happens in her solo title or in her solo one shot or whatever. And the reason why I say that, if people, uh, just in case any of y'all out there are like, oh, what you think, you know, she shouldn't be able to stand her on on her own. It's like, no, she obviously showed that she could. Uh, But the thing is, is if you have her go down the same road, Harley Quinn went down then you're hurting her character. Like, and she even told Harley, she was like, I'm not like you. I want the chaos. I I see the world the way he envisions it. And I want that. But see, the only argument that I have to that is what happened at the end of Joker war, how she like, Oh, I, you know, this happened and I'm so sorry. And like, we didn't Mm -hmm. plan for this to happen, but I, I just want you to know that I love you. Like her persona quickly changed. After even seeing her origin in the Joker 80th anniversary, showing that she don't give a fuck about anybody. And then for her to show that side of herself, she was kind of hypocritical whenever it came to talking all that mess with Harley. So, I mean, I still feel like there's a lot of potential story to learn about who Punchline is as a character and who she is as who she was before Punchline, you know? Yeah. So... We still have to wait and see. Yeah, I, I agree. And, but I, I think hypocrisy works really well with villains. Like, I think it works yeah, you're really right. well yeah. with villains. So, um, you know, because like they can they can always use it 
I feel like that hypocrisy can be used as a hero being like, they're changing. And then they're like, nah, bitch, I'm not. And then, you know, they fuck them over and do all that jazz. Yeah. um, Yeah, I totally get where you're coming from, but I think it can work with the character. Uh, But I do not want to see Tinny and Wright Joker again. Ever. God, they're like, so um, it'll be too soon to see that guy. Well, I don't want to see Joker, period, for a while. Like, I want my last Joker image right now to minus the last five pages of Killing Joke, but to be that conversation in the wagon. Like, it was so good. Like, I just want that to be my image of Joker for the next couple of years. Like, that's it. Um, because, and then they're going to come back with, like, Oh, Joker, you you Indian know there's going to be another Batman Joker team up to kill the Darkest Knight in metal. You You oh, know God. it. You know it. Yeah. Well, we had that in this fucking book we're about to talk about. <laughs> uh, so, look, I'm not going to lie to you guys. We try to read things here on this podcast as much as possible. But sometimes it's hard to get through dog shit. Um, you, know, you just don't want to do it. Uh, I am not a big fan of Kanye West. I recently tried to listen to a podcast with Kanye West and Joe Rogan. I got through 30 minutes on 2.5 times speed. It was just that bad and boring. Sometimes you just can't get through things, even when you try. And um, I can't do metal anymore, man. I, I genuinely cannot. Anything with the metal stamp on it or the dark multiverse, I do not give a shit about. Because like it's been beaten into the ground. I was absolutely one of those people that bought everything that said metal the first time it came out. And now I'm just over it. I do not give a shit. I don't care. We got to see that one character at the start of this book. I don't know if you flipped through it or not. Oh, uh, the Fuginaut. Yeah. So apparently he was going to be a big guy uh, in the post multiverse. Like he was going to deal with sideways and he was like, you know, it's just going to be this big guy. No, between do, you, do you know the big fuck up on Tinian and Snyder's part Mm-mm. the chronicler or whatever the fuck his oh, name was was supposed to be this guy yeah that's what they fucked up on yeah now that i'm actually looking through this book because i flipped through it but i didn't really pay attention now that i'm actually looking at it right now yeah fuginut yeah. should have been that chronicler to like show connective tissue between the dark multiverse and everything mm-hmm. that's going on in metal. Yeah, he has a better name too. Yes. You know. Chronicler. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds awesome. Um, but anyways, guys, like if you want to read this, go go buy it yourself. Uh like we I I didn't read it. I flipped through it and I was just like, okay, because first it's like 40 pages or something like that. And I was like, no, thank you. Um, and I just I was flipping through it. One, I didn't like the costume design of Hush Batman. It just looked like Red Hood and with bandages on his face. And I was just like, it's whatever. That's basically the story. Um, you know, bring up that re- that review of the comic. Because I thought that was actually the perfect review. The six point. Oh, yeah, whatever. yeah. Let me uh, yeah, bring that up. For anybody who uh, would like to know what we're looking at, it's a comic book roundup. Uh, this place has all of the reviews for every single book that comes out every single week. There is a user review and then there's a critics review. Critics are the ones who hold websites, users as anybody can jump on there and write a review. So we're looking at uh, Tales of the Dark Multiverse. The uh, one that I looked at was 
uh, I wanted to see what was the lowest score. The lowest score that this mm-hmm. book got was from Kaboom, I think is the uh, website title. And it got a 6.0. So I'm looking at that now. And let's who see. reviewed it? Is there a name? Uh, his name is Matt Morrison. All right. So free plug for Matt Morrison. The re- he actually, his review, I agreed with it. So, so the, uh, and this is just like a little blurb, a little preview of the actual review. I didn't read all of it, but I just read the mm-hmm. first lines. It says only the most diehard of bat fans and dark multiverse completionists need to bother with this issue. It has nothing to do with the original Hush storyline, which is forgivable. The fact that it is centered around a dull protagonist and features a predictable twist ending uh, is not. Uh, By the time, uh, by the numbers artwork, the by the time, sorry, the by the numbers artwork is tolerable. But only that. And so that is just that is just the summary of the review. You can read the full Mm -hmm. article if you press the link. There's a whole website this guy has. Um, really nice looking website, but, uh, but yeah, that's genuine. That's the basics of his review. And it basically sums up everything that has to deal with metal in the dark multiverse. Anyway, bat fans or diehard bat fans and completionists. And when you hear the word completionists, it's for those collectors, the ones that just can't let go of one little missing issue whenever it comes to series like metal or heroes in crisis or just those, those types of stories. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, if you flip through it, it's another story of like, Oh, Bruce Wayne is dead. And like Thomas Elliot is like Mary Talia. And he's like the head person in Gotham. Dick Grayson is a talent. Uh, Barbara loses her sight it looks like and she's part of the outsiders with Cassandra and all these other people and there's like this big rebellion happening in Gotham and then this scary hooded hush person is coming out of nowhere and like hunting people down and it turns out that it's Bruce Wayne and guess who helped him out in Arkham the Joker and it's just like oh man I feel like I've heard this story a billion times in the last two years like I'm so tired of it. Is Barbara and, blind? Uh, I think it looks like it. She doesn't have. You can't see her eyes. She her eyes are covered. That's weird. Yeah. And like so, the really like, big thing is that like fucking Dick Grayson is is a talent also. Yeah. So like, and then Red Hood shows up at some point too, and which to be completely I mean, honest, Dick Grayson's design for a talent looks like a common rider for all of my Super Sentai fans out there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it it look Dexter Soy is a good artist. He has some pretty cool art here. Uh, I know that you had a very yeah. questionable piece of his artwork uh, in the very beginning of this book. He tried to do an homage of the Hush story uh, with a couple of highlights from what would have been the original Hush book uh, with Jim mm-hmm. Lee's art and. He he has to work on some stuff whenever it comes to uh, yeah. the, uh, the anatomy really of yeah. yeah. But um, I mean, for me, 
it it looks I've, with everything other than the leg, it actually does look pretty cool. So I think the really cool thing for me is when artists do homages like this. It's very mm-hmm. nostalgic, uh, a very yeah. u- very nostalgic pose for Batman. It's that it's that uh, pose where he's running with Dick Grayson with Nightwing. Yeah. Uh, it does look pretty cool. I like the colors on it. It's just if this is all bat fan freaking this is bat fan nostalgia this is that's all this is yeah and as somebody who absolutely loves hush this is one of those stories you don't fuck with like you know this is hush is like the story that got me into collecting batman books like because an ex-girlfriend of mine bought me some random like she bought me which is crazy the first comic books i ever owned were gotham city central she bought me a couple issues from there from my half price books. And I think she bought me Hush or I bought Hush on my own after she gave me those. And so like I read Hush and I was like, holy shit, you can get stories like this in comic books. Like, you know, I didn't even know that comic books had great stories, like great storytelling like that. So Hush has like this special part of my heart. So when you're telling me you're going to do a dark multiverse version of that and ain't going to have anything to fucking do with Hush. This story can go fuck itself. Well, like the really so. the really big thing that bothers me with some of these other tales of the dark multiverse um, now compared to what we got in the very beginning of metal is what the review said here when we just when we just read it. It has nothing to do with the original story of Hush. Those mm-hmm. stories of freaking Batman and the Flash Red Death. Yeah. It had what would have been a normal Batman pushed over the brink into a new dark multiverse storyline. Yeah. That's what this should have been. It should have been the hush story, but let's, do you know how it turns into a dark multiverse story? How so? It turns into that with Gordon not being there to stop Batman. Yeah. That's how you turn this into a dark multiverse story. And he kills the Joker in the alley. Yeah. Yeah, that is actually really good. That's what you need to do. You need to take the original stories and change one aspect to make it into this like, oh, shit. This is how that book could have really gone downhill for the hero. And that's how you get the dark multiverse. And I know that the dark multiverse and Snyder has like really made this into a Batman thing, but I want to see more dark multiverse stories of different characters. Oh yeah. 100% agree. And they've tried to do some of those and I know I've bought some of them. I didn't read them. Like, but see, I'm not even reading the Batman stuff. The Superman one would have been good if like maybe one or two things were, were changed, but it was good. Mm Mm-hmm all these other ones have just wanted to center Batman and it's just, it, it really is tiresome to just, Oh, more Batman. Oh, more Batman. Oh, more Batman. Okay. More Batman. You know? Yeah. Like don't even make it Batman. Like if you're going to, I was like, Oh, we got to show Batman. Give me red hood. Give me Nightwing. Give me Batgirl. Give me dark versions of them. Like shit. Like at least, I'm tired of seeing Bruce Wayne in a million different things. Like I'm so over Bruce Wayne already. And there's only one person you can blame and it's Scott Snyder. Like this is his brainchild. And I'm like, dude, like 
I know you probably want to shit on every other good writer in here because maybe you have an ego or what it is, but like you're single handedly ruining DC Comics right now, in my opinion. Like, yeah, you know, and I and I hate to say it, but it's it's true, man. Like, and it's and I hope he's not one of those writers because if you go read Undiscovered Country, he has a character in there that's like the Batman who laughs, and I'm just like. Mm. Like, I just, I hope he's not rehashing a bunch of stuff and like, oh, I'm going to make this in DC. It's like, no, dude, just go do your shit elsewhere. Because I didn't even read Witches, but Witches was drawn, isn't it, by, uh, what's his face? Uh, Jock? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I guarantee you, if I were to go get Witches and flip through Batman Who Laughs, there's going to be a lot of similarities in there. Probably. Of, like, creatureism. Like, man, just leave Well, because I've said this, even in the Comic Book Legion podcast, there is specific issues of the Batman Who Laughs miniseries that mirrored Black Mirror. Like, almost to a T. And it's like, I understand, like, homages, like I said, with, with Dexter Soy and Jim Lee, but make it worth it, you know? And... I just, I don't know, dude. It's just this idea that Batman sells, you're literally beating it into a dead horse. Yeah. And this yeah. is coming, and from oh, you... for you are going to have Batman on a dead horse now. For for you to agree with that, as a Batman fan, is very yeah. worrisome. Yeah. No, and, and that's what I've been telling people, because if, if people have not checked out my Juice Reacts channel, I cover things like Warhammer and SCP, because they're big universal story type uh universes Mm -hmm. and i always reference i'm like oh this would be the batman character of this universe or stuff like that and i constantly mention stuff like that and i did one recently because they were talking about how these female characters are not as big as these astarte characters and i was like yeah these characters are the batman universe i was like but i will tell you as somebody who loves batman it gets very tiresome when you just get nothing but Batman over and over. I want to read a good Wonder Woman story. I want to read a good Superman story. And then I want to see those good stories connect to a good Batman story. And then they team up together. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. Um, and or even if it's just good Bat family stories, because they've been hot garbage too lately. And I just that's what I want. And now my Batman story is garbage. So it's like <laughs> now I'm just like, dude. And December 1st cannot come fast enough for me as a Batman fan. And I know a lot of Batman fans, which had one of the best burns on that Tinian run that got announced. Somebody says, like, Catwoman's not the only person taking a break from Batman for a year. I can't wait for Batcat to come. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. That was a burn. Um, But, yeah, it is what it is. I don't know. Uh, you know, I apologize if you guys want us to cover these stories for what they are, but it would only be a longer shit fest for us. Like if we dissected the hell out of these things. And 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 know? here's the thing, you know, we for me personally, and I know he's probably listening, Jim, I love you. And we talked about this on on Weird Science Marvel podcast. Like mm. there's just a lot of books that frustrate you and us and it would be so much better to not even try to talk about it yeah because there's other books that we can actually enjoy or 
maybe not enjoy but have good conversations about yes for sure rather than completely shit on a book and then you know the person that's in charge of us getting books listens to it and they're like oh well you hate of all of our books okay you're not going to get the review copies anymore like yeah (laughs) i don't want that to happen to us so you know rather than completely shit on this and we have said we are hopeful for the future we Mm -hmm. just said about Batcat. Me, I'm hopeful for a future state. So I just have to hold out a little bit longer to read a really good book. Now, this week, I had a lot of fun with Deceased Dead Planet. And I, you know, I didn't really have a whole lot of fun with everything else. Let's talk about Deceased. Let's talk about Deceased. Yeah. Because we've been on this other topic for a while. Yeah. Let's talk about it. enjoyed it. Go for it. I, I really enjoyed this. This was one that really surprised me. Um, just because uh, I was not expecting what happened. You know, uh, there is this uh, mission that Constantine is wanting to go and do. And it's really weird that even with a Batman, Constantine feels like the Batman character. He's very hush-hush about what his plans are. He's not trusting of a whole lot of people because he knows what he is doing is questionable and in doing so causes some casualties. Uh, We see uh, him have a, he basically has a bat family team up with Batman, with red hood, with uh, Cassandra Kane. And we see that red hood is now married to uh, what was her name? Freaking. I forget her name. Uh, it's not Jade. Um, it's uh, fuck. It's Rose. Rose. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and you know he's married to Rose. They had a big congratulations. Uh, you know I love seeing a happy Damien. You know he welcomed her into the into the Bat family. I don't. You don't? No, it feels weird. It does feel weird. It 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 feels. I will say this. It feels weird because. Every reiteration of a futuristic Damien Batman is mm-hmm. always still very brooding, very malicious. Yeah. Uh, you know, the last time we even saw a Damien that was grown up was like two years ago mm-hmm. in the Christmas special where he had like man bats wings. That was a good story, though. It was. That was a, good story. That was a really good story. I really enjoyed it. But I think that was the last time we've seen a grown-up Damien. Mm-hmm. So seeing him in here, it is a little weird. But I want to know if this will callous him a little bit. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think eventually the Damien that we know will eventually come back as, you know, the more mean, calloused, like, questionable batman i think that's just who batman is and tom taylor is having some liberties due to the fact that this is his own universe Mm -hmm. but they go to nana parbat and we see that it is protected by dead man and the goddess that gave dead man his powers so Mm -hmm. that was very interesting i haven't seen her since the very first issue of dc universe presents number one which was a dead man story way back in 2010. So seeing her was pretty cool. Uh, But it inevitably just turns into this story of 
them finding the uh, Shazam Jr., which is uh, what's his name? Uh, they they say it here. Who I can't remember which part of the family it is. It is, gosh, what's his name? What's his yeah. name? Uh, Freddie. Freddie. Sorry. Yeah. But Freddie Shazam Jr. kills Jason. Yeah. So before that, though, to get the spear, Constantine has to kill the goddess well, and capture dead men in the red. Yeah. So he injures the goddess and then captures oh, dead yeah, men because because yeah. they're like, oh, you just you know stabbed the goddess, and he's like, oh, she'll feel it for a couple millennia, but she'll get over it. Yeah. But the one piece of dialogue that I actually realized it wasn't dialogue; it was just narration. Was mm-hmm. Rose freaks out, starts shooting. And that's when Freddy uh, spearheads freaking Jason. And the dialogue is Rose. uh, Rose was helpless to stop Captain Marvel Jr. As he broke Jason in half being cognitive just meant she had to see him die twice. Like that fucking sucks. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they need the spear to defeat Freddy. And the person who grabs it is Cassandra Kane, and she becomes a herald of Shazam. Like she becomes yeah. like Shazam. So mm-hmm. I was not expecting that whatsoever. I didn't even realize that happened, which is weird because it's so prominent, but I didn't realize that even happened until my second reread of this book. Oh, really? Yeah. I was yeah. just like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, she becomes Shazam. I don't exactly know what they will call her. Uh, I think Taylor will basically just wait until the fans write something. Yeah. Because even here in Dead in uh, Dead Planet, she's taken on... Or when I say she, I'm talking about uh, Black Canary. It, he says the name Green Canary in the story. Yeah. And that was something the fans called her. So I think that's really cool. We'll wait and see. There's a really touching moment with Jason. And there's some backlash to it because at the very end, uh, you know, Damien says, I thought you said nobody was going to die. And he says, I told you nobody, nobody's going to die who wasn't already dead. Yeah. And that's super fucked up to the point. Mm -hmm. Like you have to remember technically Jason has already died. So that sucks. Yeah. So that's, uh, it was pretty crazy. Um, to see Red Hood die, and then yeah, uh, Cassandra becoming a Shazam was kind of cool. But your complaint but... was the fact that we, for some time now, well, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say for some time because even last issue we got to see, you know, a deceased Dark Side as the cliffhanger. Yeah. But here, I already forgot about that. Yeah, I know. Uh... But we we do see you know the giant crowds of deceased. Mm-hmm between them and uh nana parbant but we don't get a very prominent like anti-life type of story yeah so i texted this to clay and i was like dude i was uh take this for what it is it might be good or bad i was like but while i'm reading deceased i'm like man it would be awesome if dc did a zombie like walking dead dc version that is what this is and I'm just like, literally while I'm reading it, I'm like, oh shit, I haven't felt that zombie vibe in a long time. 
And somebody could be like, dude, Shazam literally killed somebody. I'm like, yeah, but that's like a super powered person. It's just like a villain to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have that feeling of like, holy shit, there's all of these like crazy things that could kill our heroes. And I don't know, like, I feel like it would be cool to have more of a Walking Dead-esque thing. Like, if you would have had, and it sucks that he killed so much of the Bat family in the first book. Yeah, he, I mean, he killed he killed the Birds of Prey, like, yeah, the very first issue. He killed the non-powered people, Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. A lot of the non-powered people. And it sucks because I think it would have been great to have an issue where you have the Bat family surrounded by hundreds of these things. And they're like, how are we going to get out? And it's basically them fighting their way out of zombies like you see in The Walking Dead. And you can't really do that with the lanterns or the, you know, Superman and all that stuff because they're they're superheroes. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And so, like, now it just seems like now we're just on a mission to fix the anti-life equation. And the hero, like, villains or the zombies are not a problem really right now. And it kind of sucks because in The Walking Dead, it's always other people are the villain or just a horde of zombies. Yeah. And that's always present. And I don't feel like that's happening right now in this story. And you mentioned the digital firsts. And that's what we talked about earlier, where I said that you shouldn't get that feeling from a side story. Yeah. It should always happen in the main book. Yeah. So that's my biggest issue with it. And uh, the big, the biggest problem I think with this book was what you were talking about is that the fact that these people do have a quote unquote handicap with being super powered, you know? Yeah. Uh, but one thing that kind of, kind of helps that out is the fact that these heroes now think that there is a cure and they refuse to legitimately kill these anti-life characters uh these yeah. hordes of zombies or whatever they even talk about that in here to the point where they're like oh well does that mean we can like uh maim them and you still see rose and jason like shooting people in the head and like cutting yeah. off arms and stuff and i'm like did you not just have that conversation of not killing these people? Like, yeah. like if there's a cure, these people are no longer going to have arms. Yeah. They're going to be really pissed when they come back. Like what the fuck? <laughs> My arm. Um, yeah. That's going to be a lot of Wayne enterprises paying for that stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like deceased. And I, and I've mentioned this before. Tom Taylor has his tropes and uh, it's unfortunate that, it feels like somebody has died every issue. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I feel like Tom Taylor's first run is always amazing. Granted, we didn't like the way it ended. Mm -hmm. um, but now it's just kind of like, I've seen it, you know? And I think it's still a good story. But I think it's, I feel like those kind of stories should always be contained. It's like if we got joke three Jokers 2, you know what I mean? Oof. Or if we get a Joker sequel. You know what I mean? Like the movie, like something should just be that story. Yeah. And that's it. And I don't think deceased should have got an extra one. Like even like you could say, what was the villain one? Like there's been so much of this story already. Yeah. Like remember we had that four, was it four issues? I think it was three like, issues. It was three okay. oversized issues. Yeah. So even that was good. It wasn't as good as the first book, Yeah. but it was good still. And now I'm just like, all right, you know, it's kind of, he's just trying to throw everybody in there. If anything, just give me a canary, a green canary series. Like, I'll, just, I'll read that. 
Like, like honestly, at this point, like I think that hopefully Taylor ended it too. Mm-hmm. Or at least if he has a story after two, let's not get it for another year, another two years. Leave yeah. it almost like Injustice. We got Injustice years one through five. And mm-hmm. then three years later, we get Injustice 2. Like, that is a lot better than getting deceased, deceased, you know, this, deceased at World's End, deceased 2, dead planet. It's just like, we're getting everything one after the other. And yes, maybe it may be a fun universe, but you're going to burn yourself out just like we're burnt out of metal, of yeah. the the White Knight stuff that we were talking about with oh. freaking, uh, uh, I can't remember his uh, freaking, yeah, with Murphy. You know, mm. I think DC, they, they hear of us a, a big seller and they're just like, okay, let's drive it into the ground until we're all dead. Like that's, that's not a good way to sell yeah. your books. Yeah, I think waiting builds anticipation. You know what I mean? I think that's why Three Jokers was so big. Oh yeah. Well, even oh, yeah. even Doomsday Clock, yeah. even Doomsday Clock yeah. was something that was so big. And yeah, we complained that it was delayed and it was delayed. It was delayed. Mm-hmm. But each issue sold out multiple copies, multiple yeah. reprints. Like that's what happens. And I think that Taylor has the potential for those kind of reprints, but you need to build up anticipation. You can't just let it keep going and going and going and going because then you get tired. You get tired of it. Yeah, and I think think this is the thing with, with Taylor is sometimes, and it's maybe why Suicide Squad is so good, although we said the last issue could have been formatted better. Um, the reason why I think Suicide Squad is so good is because he doesn't go, I feel like he tries to one up himself every issue in these bigger ones like Injustice and Deceased. Whereas, remember when we got the 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 sneak peek for the Kill em or Unkillables or whatever, and it was just Jason Todd's helmet and it looked like a like he was dead or whatever? And we came up with that idea of like, what if it's just Jason Todd on Earth by himself just killing everybody? Yeah. Like, that would have been awesome. Like, you don't have to have a million characters. Like, it could have just been Jason Todd by himself. Maybe he finds another hero, like, you know, um, you know, because what's his name is technically not dead, or he probably is dead now, but, oh, we saw him die. Uh, Red Arrow. Like, it, he could have met him later on, and they could have been just, he, they, you make the outsiders, or not the outsiders, the outlaws, in this world and they're just fucking everything up yeah and they're like we gotta survive like that would have been an awesome three-part issue and you do it with three characters like but he's like no no no. i'm gonna bring in these guys and these guys and here's a mazo and here's floronic man and here's the cokehead guy and like it's just bringing in everybody yeah and i think sometimes less is more and um yeah i feel like you know granted I'd probably would love to play in a big ass sandbox like that too and make a crazy story, but sometimes you have to put yourself in check. And I think I think he could dial it back a little bit. But I will say this is what probably birthed the idea of DC and AT&T or whoever, you know, the conversations were had with of this omniverse idea for publishing mm-hmm. books for DC now. So that way a deceased can keep going that way 
the Murphyverse can keep going. That way, a Bendis Legion can keep going, you know? Yeah. So that way, you know, people who are not loving the main continuity of books can go to a deceased and, you know, can, can now they know that every two weeks they'll get a digital book and every month they'll get a main series book. Yeah. You know? Maybe. Um, but, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm not a big fan of the non-continuity stuff, personally. I know I didn't really mention that. I just gave out my own random mouse idea, but it is what it is. Let's talk about the biggest continuity I don't give a shit about right now. <laughs> and that is Batman 102. The reason why I'm so disappointed in this book is not necessarily what happened in it. It's because I gave myself hope. I gave myself hope that Tynan could actually start writing a story. If you guys checked out the podcast from two weeks ago when we covered 101, me and Clay were like, look, man, even if we kind of wanted to hate this book, it was still pretty good. And we were like, you know what? Maybe he's going to start writing a new story and it's going to be like just interesting. And uh, maybe he'll like, we'll get something new, you know, because the stuff with Catwoman happened. We, we saw like Harley look like she was going to be a bigger part of the story. And so there was like a lot of good stuff. happening. We got the explanation of why Batman is going to have to be solo or not have all his stuff. Like there was some really good things happening. And for the most part, none of that shit came into play in this issue. Nope. We didn't get to see the house or the apartment where Batman banged Catwoman. You could at least give us that. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. I would have gave this book a slightly higher rating if you would have gave me that panel, but damn. Um, yeah, so I, I, this was an anime, all right? This is going anime hardcore well, now. Well, not, not only that, one thing that I was super annoyed about, because for some reason, no writer can ever keep their promise and it's so ironic that they're literally writing it out because Batman has a conversation with Oracle and they're like, and Batman's like, Oh, I have somewhere to be. And Barbara's like, okay, I can help you. And he's like, no, I have to do this one alone. When two issues ago, the biggest part of this whole fucking book was getting the bat family back together. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That is so annoying to me is that Tanyan comes around to writing Batman. He's like, I'm going to bring the Bat family back. I'm going to bring Dick Grayson back. I'm going to bring Nightwing back. They're all going to be a family again. And, you know, they're going to freaking take care of Gotham together. And then the only thing he wants to write is, no, I have to be in this alone and I have to do it by myself. It's like, why even make it a deal? if you're not even going to follow up one issue after you fucking say it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. At least he kind of, ex at least he did. I was curious. Cause we asked this question of like, why is Oracle being Oracle? Like, why isn't she Batgirl? At least he put a line in there where she says, she was like, I don't know if I should be in here. Or if I should be out there fighting people with you. Like, I'm like, good, at least you put something out there that she's questioning why she's Oracle at the moment or something, you know what I mean? Because I hate if she was just Oracle, like, what the fuck? 
like you know doesn't she even um, make the comment that like there's other bat girls out there yeah i think she mentions that too so like it's just you know yes yeah seeing cassandra and seeing stephanie wearing the bat symbol gave me some ideas but it feels like i'm trying to solve an equip uh equation with too many variables yeah yeah um so one one interesting thing that happens here is batman we find out and because this was a batman thing again i'm not gonna try to shit on chinny or tiny and just to shit on him but uh batman mentions like the grinners which are these people i think it's what they're called right um that have their they've had their face messed up by joker stuff and they're just kind of like henchmen now and they hang out at a bar that is just for all of these other joker type people and he keeps it open because he's like I can get information here and that's why I keep this place open. So he knows about this bar and that's kind of cool that Batman knows about these hidden joints. And he's like, I could use these to get information to keep track of these guys. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, But what, what happens is he goes into this bar and they're all dead. And there's a mysterious symbol on the wall and Batman automatically knows who it is. So here's my problem with this is we get this history lesson of Batman's oldest foe, or we're starting to get this history lesson. All of, The one thing I know is when we get flashbacks with Tynan, he usually does one dramatic thing and you never see that character again because I'm still waiting to learn how he learned how to lose. So we haven't got that yeah. uh, from that old man. So anyways, um, we freaking get a flashback uh, of Bruce beating up some guy and he's all like you're gonna teach me how to use blades because apparently you're the best and i need to learn to be the best and i was like that's probably not the best way to get somebody to teach you to do something is throwing them through a tavern window and so this guy's like oh i'm not gonna do anything this guy pulls out blades and he's about to fight he looks like boomerang by the way um and he's about to fight uh, Bruce is about to fight this guy with blades and this mysterious ninja. But it's guy. so weird because like it almost feels like Bruce is trying to like also like turn him in because he's like, you're wanted in like 16 countries. And I'm like, yeah. Bruce, you don't have a Batman suit. Like you're just Bruce Wayne at this point. What are you doing yeah. fighting people in the middle? Like without any type of cost, like it just made zero sense. Yeah, and um, so this mysterious character shows up out of nowhere. Mind you, mind you, if this is younger Bruce, and I guess now since comics have been around for a while, um, the kid's wearing Vans. And I was like, hmm. I was like, Vans? Really? I was like, they're kind of young. I don't know how long Vans has been around. I'm pretty sure it's been around for a while, but still, just kind of, I don't think that brand has been around for that long. Uh, But anyways, kid's wearing Vans is basically fighting Bruce. They're fighting, and the other guy's like, fuck this, I'm out of here, because teenagers suck. And I'm like, cool. Um, yeah. Like, so they Bruce- they literally put this in here just for the fight sequence. And I'm just like, yeah. why even put the other guy in there and just make them fight if you want to just put that in there? Because th- it really does look completely stupid when you put it into context these two kids are just fighting in the middle of the street now. Yeah. And you don't explain how they know each other. Yeah. Like I know some writers will go like go the route of, Oh, mysterious character finds up. Cause again, 
We know Tynan is being inspired by anime here. And the one thing we learn about anime is anime will always introduce a character and either that main character is going to go on a journey or that main character knows this other villain somehow and they're going to have some kind of fight. And over that time, they're going to reveal that, like, I knew your father. And when you were younger, blah, 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 blah. Like, you learn the whole backstory of that character through flashbacks and, like, 50 fillers. Um, so, like, I don't need that in a Batman book, one. And, like, I don't know if that's what he's going to try to do. But you could have just started this in the school or with the sensei or whatever and just seeing why they're like this. And I, I don't have confidence that Tynan is going to tell that backstory very well. See, and this is this is the this is almost like how I hate the uh when books start out with the eight months ago or mm-hmm. twenty minutes ago or freaking uh four days from now, like things like that i'm just like just tell us the fucking story in chronological order and it will still make sense i promise you they could easily easily whenever he sees the symbol mysterious symbol because he has such an important thing about keeping the bat family involved he could have told freaking barbara about the story of this guy and that's how you get the flashback and say and that is why I need to see him alone so you guys don't get hurt. I don't want him knowing about you guys. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do. Simple as that. Why am I not writing Batman? Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. Well, the thing here, too, is, uh, which I totally got away from my point when I was trying to make it, is, one, we better get, we better explain, get it explained to us, when was the last time Batman saw this guy? Has this guy been in this ninja suit for a really long time? How does Batman know that symbol? Like, you know, like, because the thing is like what I always hate is how people from Bruce from his past play into Mm -hmm. this thing of Batman. Yeah. And so when you see Batman, and the ghost maker or ghost is it it's ghost maker and clown hunter right yes yeah so when you see ghost maker batman and clown hunter all in the same place ghost maker calls bruce batman and it still kind of annoys me because he doesn't know batman and from what it is showing he knows that bruce is batman yeah so what what does he have to gain for playing the game with Batman? Like he is purely showing like in this whole story of, oh, I can make Gotham so much better. You're again telling the exact same story that Bane did, that Joker did, yeah. that Red Hood attempted to do in Under the Red Hood. This is the exact same story. Don't do this to us, please. For the love of God, do not do this. Yeah, so um, the story basically ends with uh, Harley buys an apartment. We get some Harley banter. We see that Clown Hunter is spying on Harley, and he's going to snipe her or blow her up or something like that. Clown Hunter shows up on the rooftop, says, uh, you're not going to be doing this anymore because this is basically my city. Batman shows up, and he's like, this is not going to happen because it's my city. And then they fight, and then it ends with the stupid title of the next book called Rival Rumble. Um, that's this book. Yeah. 
Yeah. And one thing that also just kind of bothered me, they gave the ghost maker a spotlight on the last page saying, oh, the very first appearance, 102. I'm like, yeah, no shit. I just read it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why? Like, I, I don't understand it. But I will say, um, I told you that I dug the art. The art was not that bad. Like, especially in as as much as I hated the reasoning for the fight in the first place in the very mm-hmm. end, I thought it actually looked pretty good. The art's good on certain panels. Um, I will say that. I'm not a big fan of it. I like that Batman looks like he's wearing the blue cowl again, mm-hmm. um, which I like that. I think Ghostmaker's just too anime for me. I told this to Clay earlier today, or yeah, I think it was today. Nobody, or did I even say it on this podcast? Holy shit. It's, it's a goddamn. It's um, like, guys. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Nobody's going to give a fuck about Ghost Hunter or Clown Hunter, or Ghostmaker and Clown Hunter after this. Nobody's going to care. Yeah. They're not going to be good enough characters. They suck. Punchline's going to be the only one. I've been saying this since fucking Clown Hunter got here. Do something with him that is not building him to be in the Bat family or anything like that. For once, I just want to see a villain do something very villainous and not explain himself. If Clown Hunter was about to shoot Harley and like sniper or something like that, and a sword just went through his chest, and he's like, You're not gonna do this here. And you then he's just I... start, like explaining to him, like, you're not gonna do this in my city, and he's like dying, and then Batman shows up there. And then maybe he punches him, that guy goes away, and he has to save the kid. That's a more compelling story. I literally just read a tweet that somebody was complaining, saying, don't you just hate the fact that writers will make villains pure evil for no reason? And I'm like, what books are you fucking reading? Because I need to read those. Because you don't see any villain do that these days. No, there needs to be I, this I, underlining philo- uh, philosophical blah 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 mumbo yeah, jumbo bullshit when I all we need that. to like you said I need Ghostmaker to just slice some heads I need Joker just mm-hmm. to fucking shoot somebody like I don't want yeah. this like just like oh there's a bigger undertaking that I want to uh, in you know yeah. develop within Gotham no I just need you to be a fucking villain that's all I need you to do Bad people are just bad sometimes. They don't always have a crazy backstory that makes them super compelling. I don't want to give a shit about the char- the villain. I'm not supposed to. I'm supposed to be rooting for the good guy. And just, I hope the bad guy gets what's coming to him. You know, ever since this stupid conversation of like, oh, I think Thanos was right. Like, no, I don't, I don't want to try to understand a villain. I don't. There should be no reason to try to understand a villain. You know, when when there's these books of like, oh, get inside the head of the Joker. Yeah, inside the head of the Joker is, hey, I'm going to fucking kill people. That's all I need to know. Yeah, and like, you don't need this crazy philosophical story. Like, again, the end of Three Jokers is really good because you find out the one thing Joker wants. He's like, I want to be your biggest pain. Like, that's it. That's it. I want to be the biggest thorn in your side, Batman. That is all he cares about. It's not like, I lost my daughter, and I lost my mother, and now I gotta show the world that I am crazy because they took these people from me. Fuck off. No, I'm bad. I hate that you're good, and I just want to fucking fuck with you. 
that's the Joker, and that's why it makes him so good. And yeah, dude, the Thanos thing, I've said it so many times, fuck that. Like, Thanos was so boring in that movie to me. And also, they never explained the damn Infinity Stones, so why couldn't he just make more shit? Yeah. Fuck you, MCU. Yeah. No, like, like even, even with freaking um, City of Bane, and even going all the way back to when he froze when he first broke Batman's back, he just mm. did it because he fucking could. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You shouldn't have to be like, well, why is he doing this? Because he's a fucking villain because he's evil. Why is it that? Like, why is that such a hard concept to understand for people? Yeah. We live yeah, in I fucking 2020 that. and people still don't know what evil is. Like I, I, I don't know what to do to help I, you people. I mean, well, technically America doesn't. So I can understand Shit. it. Um, but like, this is my thing, right? And and we, we talked about this on the podcast. Ghostmaker should have been the guy from the animated series. Yes. And the guy from the animated series has a genuine reason to hate Bruce Wayne. Genuine reason. Because he was caught stealing and he tried to defend his sensei's honor or whatever, and he got thrown out of the dojo. That is a genuine reason to hate Bruce Wayne. But this is just like, we had a childish, or whatever the hell this is going to be, and like, I'm going to take over your city now. He, in that in the animated series, he didn't even want to take over the city. He was just trying to steal shit. He was trying to and steal I'll shit, and then once he captured Batman, he's like, I'm going to fuck with you. And that's what he did. He fucked with them. He, you know, even Bruce Wayne like fucking fought him as Bruce Wayne. And the reporter was like, can you even do this? He's like, oh, I have a trick or two up my sleeve. And he fucking did it. And then when he came back, it was this whole story about how, you know, it was like the fucking finger of death. And yeah. they fucking did that whole thing. And that was epic. This, mm -hmm. I'm already going to get, I'm already tired of it. Yeah. I don't, I don't care about their past. Like, I just don't. Had you just not even just take Ghostmaker out, and I know Tinian is trying to create his next anime character or statue or whatever. I know that's what this is. Dude, you already got Punchline. Like, milk that. Like, just stay. No, I don't want a ghost uh, clown hunter statue. Designer could have been amazing. You fucked that. And now, I don't. nobody gives a shit about Ghostmaker. He's just Deathstroke fucking light. Because like, here's, here's the problem. And we have talked about this plenty of times. Plenty of times. Batman, arguably, and if not certainly, has the greatest rogues gallery in comics. Mm -hmm. And everybody wants to play with only five. Mm -hmm. And if you remember in Batman 1027, freaking uh, Tomasi and freaking... Uh, 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 Brad Walker did a a whole fucking like a whole freaking seven pages highlighting every freaking mm. villain that he's had to deal with. And we haven't seen stories from majority of them. Yeah. Like there's so many other characters in the Batman's rogue gallery that people have been wanting to see. And no, you create characters that are already going to be very forgettable and you're still not doing anything with them. They're not interesting. I will kill Clown Hunter if I write for Batman. He will die if he does not die in Tynan's run. 
I will kill him. The Joker will kill him. You're hearing that right now. Because uh, it should have happened. Like, create characters to die. Like, but make me care about that character before he dies. Because then when it's like, oh, Clown Hunter's coming back, y'all. I'm like, oh, shit, Clown Hunter was awesome. I want to see him again. I don't give a fuck about this. Yeah, kid no, right like, there, I know that there can be some backlash over creating a character just to kill them. I understand that there can be some backlash of that. But if you kill off a character like Clown Hunter, as we've said before, if he was, you know, trying to end the Joker war before Batman and he became a martyr for even Batman, he's like, I should have been here and I should have taken care of Joker beforehand. And I got this kid killed like that holds weight. It like becomes a bigger part of Batman's story. Yeah. Now it's just like he has to babysit another kid. Yeah. And you could have made that character so powerful in the sense of like, I'm going to do what Batman hasn't done and starts killing all these jokers. And then, you know, when he goes to fight the Joker, he's like, I'm going to do what Batman has never. Yeah. And he's so confident because he's been able to kill all these people, but he doesn't know how fucked up the, the Joker. Joker is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you you could have had a Jason Todd moment. Yeah. Had you built this character up over all of these issues, not once here, once there, once here. No, no, no. You need to build these kind of characters up because he had 15 issues to do this. You could have built up Clown Hunter. But no. Like, dude, I'm telling you, had you ended one of those issues with him outside of that hotel that Joker was at and just looking up like I'm coming for you and then just had like a nine panel grid of him going up the stairs just to go fight Joker, dude, that would have been awesome. And then Joker bashes his head in with a cra- like a crowbar or something. You're just like, oh, my God, would have been fantastic. Because remember, one thing we always, always, always reference, John Carpenter did that shit in that joker one shot oh, and it was amazing yes i i almost forgot about the crowbar scene at the very yeah. end of that fucking book and even the even that kid was just like i don't know what just the i don't know what happened yeah. i did everything he wanted me to do and he was he was still just so evil like mm-hmm. that is and you felt for that kid yes in one issue so do not tell me that you cannot build a character in 15 fucking issues and then do something that will be memorable yeah like come on yeah um so like i don't know man it's just oh man it it blows my mind that nobody can write other characters and it sucks man it sucks because i know if people are listening to this right now and i go write batman and i write a joker story they'd be like you're writing joker you always said this like look bro like I probably will never be able to write Batman again in my life. And of course, I feel like everybody has a Joker story. They want to write everybody. But does. I will say but- I'm I'm not going to give it out. Me and Juice have talked ideas like almost every freaking day of work. Mm-hmm. I know Juice's idea. And I will say it's fucking awesome. And it's not just like Joker just to write Joker. Yeah, no, because like I, I'm a big and. Like I'm inspired by Tom King. I enjoy what he does, but I also enjoy what Jeff Johns does and these other great writers, even some of Snyder's stuff. And I'm just like, dude, you can tell amazing stories and it doesn't need to just constantly be the same shit over and over. And um, yeah, man, it just blows my mind. Like, I don't know. I feel like writers nowadays don't read comics, which is weird. That's just how I feel. Yeah, you know, it, in... It's it's weird to me. I don't think 
I don't think people who work for certain publishers read those publishers. So I don't yeah. think I don't I don't think a whole lot of Marvel will read Marvel unless it's like, oh well, you know, I I'm eventually going to be writing you know, that title come three months from now. So I'll read, you know, this issue or I'll talk to the writer at least. But, you know, I hear more about Tom King reading Marvel than I do Tom King reading other DC books. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. totally get that. I understand that because yeah. you hear more about these people giving away their composition books. Mm. You know, the comps that yeah. they get from DC, they're like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna give these away in, in a giveaway, or I'll I'll do this or do that. Freaking Kelly Sudakonic has to do research recently. She mm -hmm. said she was asking for a physicist and somebody else, and yeah. said that uh, she would give away trades. But uh, she is looking for a physicist and somebody else, and she went ahead and said, uh, "If you give me 20 minutes of your time, I'll give you a choice of this trade, this trade, or this trade." Like. She is huh. literally selling her own books for free yeah. for interviews uh, in doing research for comics. And so, cool. which is a really cool incentive. But mm -hmm. yeah, you don't really... Tom King just gave away like a library. I know, for fucking voting and shit. I was like, man, yeah. Philadelphia is fucking awesome. But uh, yeah. but yeah, like I would, I would love to see more of like... And it's hard it's hard to like really get any of that from other writers. But mm -hmm. just knowing that they are doing research and they're reading, that would yeah. give me more hope for the future of DC Comics than I'm getting right now. Yeah. And maybe I don't know if maybe because maybe that's what makes a good writer, right? Because Sean King, great artist, I'll say that. I like his art style. I'm not a big fan of his writing, but Sean King says he doesn't read a lot of comics. And he's like, I just go with my own ideas and I do whatever. And he he obvious he obviously goes off the animated series. Like that is so one hundred percent. Like you know that. Um, but maybe that's what sets the good writers apart from. Did you say uh, Sean King or Sean? Mer you said Sean King. I, oh, I said Sean King. Yeah, it's because I was trying. I, I was about to reference Tom King. Sean, Sean Murphy. Murphy. Okay. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> my bad. Um, it's late, but um. Maybe that's what separates the good art, the good writers from the like okay writers, is they actually grew up reading all this stuff. Because I've been reading Batman for the last few years now, so I am writing down notes like, oh, if I do bet my Batman run, I would love to see this and reference this and blah 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 blah. Maybe that's what Tom King was doing when he was reading all those comic books growing up, or when he was overseas you know fucking catching bad guys for the cia like maybe he was just reading comic books and he's like oh man if i ever get to write comic books i would love to do this or whatever maybe that's what sets good writers apart from other writers because they actually read the source material they know these characters they know the voices of these characters and that's what makes them good and so like i don't know i would love to see that or see how people do it because i don't know man it just seems like the ones that write the best are the nerdiest people. Yeah. And like Jeff Johns, right? Jeff Johns says he loves comics. He's like, this is my shit. Like, and I know he's read a lot. So and he's arguably one of the best. So I would love to see what Alan Moore did before he started writing. What the fuck was he reading? You know what I mean? Like, fuck. granted, he was growing up in the 60s and shit. So he probably just life, but still. 
Um, you know, I just I think probably some of the best writers are the people. He was writing. He was reading Happy Batman. He was like, something's wrong here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this man should be depressed. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. That maybe that's all it is, you know. So if you're an inspiring writer out there, read. Like if you want to write Batman someday, read Batman. Don't just watch movies. Like read Batman. If you want to be a novelist, read novels. Like that's what you should do. That's one of the biggest things that people say is if you're trying to create something, read. And if you're not a fan of reading, learn to love to read. Or buy audiobooks or something. Yeah. Because I doubt there's any good writer out there that doesn't read books or doesn't read something. It would blow my mind. I will say, uh, as a comic lover, just in general, um, I do hopefully want to have some sort of future in comics, whether it be writing comics, whether it be creating uh, audio comics. Uh, you know, just like what DC has a deal with for freaking Spotify right now, which I'm hoping will come out soon. Uh, whether it be any of that stuff, I read a minimum of, I think, 10 to 13 comics a week, which is fucking insane, but I do it. And that's why it, that's, that's why I have like these insights of, well, why didn't this fucking happen in a book? Or why didn't this happen in a book? Because it gives you that creativity for like, hey, I can see where the writer was going and it just didn't land the mark because of this. Or, hey, they hit the mark on this, but maybe they will probably plateau near the end. So we don't know exactly what's going to be happening with this whole Batman run with Tynan. We're hoping, we're always hoping that it's going to get better because we did say we loved the way he wrote Harley. Harley only had a small part in here with the whole buying an apartment. But whenever it comes down to her being serious, Tynan knows how to write her. So we're hoping for a little bit more of that. And maybe Tynan will finally wake up to this idea of writing a genuine good story for Clown Hunter. And we'll just have to wait. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Also, I don't want to get into it anymore, but... uh fucking ghostmaker was op as fuck in this so yeah and and we've we've come we've talked about the idea of how people always need to write like bigger villains because for some reason you know the the characters have become bigger within their own universe which yeah i think is kind of crap yeah it's it's it, they can never just be smart yeah what's wrong with being a smart person like smart people can take out big bad people all the time um but that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. Clay actually has a link tree now, ladies and gentlemen. Finally. Yes, finally. <laughs> and I just realized that I didn't put Batman News Weekly on there. But if you're listening to this, you're already listening to the Batman News Weekly. But other people may not know about it. So I'm going to have to create that right now. Yeah, so I have I have that on there. So he will have his link tree in the description of this episode, along with mine. If you want to check out any of our stuff, is there anything in particular you're pimping out this week? Yes. So this week uh technically yeah technically this week because you should be dropping this on either friday or saturday this week i was featured in a total of six shows so uh star wars alliance i was featured on the comic book rundown i was featured on my show ranger alliance my show fanboy comics podcast and also a uh podcast called 
uh, World's Finest True Believers, where I talked about Skyward, which was an image book. It's an amazing book. I think everybody should own it. Uh, three volumes. It's only 15 issues, and they're making a movie about it. So go check that out. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Batman News Weekly. So, uh, yeah, six shows, which is fucking insane. Uh, as well as, uh, which was literally just downloaded while we were talking, uh, Weird Science is also uh, a podcast that I'm going to be uh, featured on from now on. So, I have way too many fucking podcasts, and I already had an idea for another one just the other day. <laughs> my podcast. Uh, but that's crazy. So yeah, definitely go look at that out. Just go check out his link tree. Also, if you go check out his Instagram, I'm sure he'll have his link tree there in the bio. Yes. Um, so definitely go do that. Uh, but yeah, for me, I have the Juice Reacts channel. I just converted my Bat from the Box channel, no longer Bat from the Box, back to the original name, Juice from the Box. And I uploaded my first video game video, ladies and gentlemen. Go give it some love. Go hit that subscribe button because I will be uploading more content. Hear me cry out in fear. Yeah, he's so terrified. Um, definitely go watch that. Of course, you can check out my TikTok and then just any of my socials. Just check out the link tree. I got so much stuff going on, it feels like. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! News Weekly! Batman!